0: $5,000 credit, period. What do you need in terms of a close of escrow? Question mark.
1: getting um do we want to give them the reason why people think think it's topping out sure okay so um why your dental hygienist why your friend at dinner why your friend at lunch why you're standing in line to get a bagel the person in front of you that's reading a newspaper or whatever their article is is that because we're approaching, so if you look at it in a graphical format, it looks like two humps a, on a camel's back. And the humps look about equal because people do not understand the value of money and something that's called inflation. So when they see the, kind of like with the stock market, when you see one hump reach the other hump, you're like, okay, it, it, it's going to be, it's going to top. Right, because it can't go higher. So the, what I'm here to tell you today is the person that says it's top doesn't understand the value of the, I don't know if I got any ones.
0: The dollar? The dollar. No. Oh. Yes. Okay. Right? All right.
1: Right. Because what it was is in 2005, <laughs> the, dollar, the dollar was worth more than it is today. So, when you on a graph reach the same topping point, actually realize that that measured in, if you, if you, that's Remove a move inflation. There, no, no there, there is no inflation in those numbers. If you add in inflation, which is like, um, you know, when you go to the gas tank or you buy bread, or actually to me, it's when you order takeout food because you're stuck in your house, how much that bill is now. Cause that bill's higher for me. Yeah, today. a lot higher. Is that COVID or is that inflation? That's inflation. Okay, and that is inflation. <laughs> so, but because you're paying more for your takeout, because you're paying more for your cars, you bought a you got a new car recently? Was it twenty thousand? Uh,
2: no, the one that I sold, I bought for twenty thousand. No, yeah,
1: right, yeah. exactly. Right now, like when I, when I was thinking new cars, I was thinking twenty to thirty thousand, and now it's fifty to seventy. <laughs> so the same thing is well that's what's that you mean the same car you mean a bmw uh five series used to be 20 to 30 and now it's 40 to 70. yeah okay yeah all right no the same the same idea so when you're looking at the arizona prices why people believe it's topping is because the charts don't always they don't read the fine date that it says this is not adjusted for inflation but in the real world which we all live in Inflation matters. Therefore, that you know, I'm going to go
2: totally. I appreciate your answer, and I'm going to go totally different. Shocker than inflation. Shocker. But that's good. I'll let you get it out. What do you guys think? Do you think that people think prices are topping because they home values are now higher than they were when they were in 2007?
1: Are you asking Judy or Jen or
2: Brian I'm asking you first of all.
1: When were home prices the highest?
2: In the last 10 years, what was the year that prices topped? Was it 2006,
1: if it's the luxury market, it was 2007, but 2006. 2006? All right,
2: and so now our values are higher than they were. About the same. About the same. Right. And so people think it's topping because that's when it fell last
1: time. Well, I mean, there's-
2: And you're saying that you have to take inflation into account because it's not actually as high as it was. Even though the numbers, the values themselves are changing, the value of the dollar makes our current values less than what they- are on the the yeah and
1: even more stated is that
2: (laughs) you know when the so how's that how's that back to our topic with our presidential election how does the presidential election because what we were talking about in there was that the dental hygienist said values were topping right this is just a part of the conversation well it's
1: part of because it's all part of this conversation because you have that combining with the presidential election that combining with uh there's this thing there's a lot of people concerned about this exaggerated flu that's going on. Ooh. Okay. No, no, no.
2: no. (laughs) You mean the fact that my kids aren't in school? Yeah. There are people that are concerned about that.
1: Yeah. No, there's people really sick from it. And if you are one of the target people, you should really take, make sure you're wearing masks and you should follow all protocols. I'm not saying that, but it just seems that there is, it's affecting less than 1% of the world. And in my world and our business if it's affecting less than one percent of our balance sheet, we're not concerned with it. But anyway, but there is there's social unrest, there is uh riots going on, and now we have the president election. So you have COVID, that's clearly affecting America and so it's on every news station. I mean, I don't watch that much. I don't even I have not watched TV in a in a in in a long time so the
2: news stations are still talking about are they still talking it. About yeah about luckily it? there was a tropical storm in the east so they started talking about that tropical storm for a little bit uh-huh. but they're still talking about COVID
1: but so you have the combination of COVID you have uh um the um riots yep right and then we have the uh what was the, I mean, they actually, yeah, anyway, you get the idea. But those- No sports? No sports, like, yeah. Obviously,
2: the world is a little bit different right
1: it's now. It's very, well, here's, I mean, it's very unjust. I think that
2: you would have a different opinion of COVID if you were in the hospitality industry, but you're in the real estate industry. Correct. And here's the difference that I see with where we currently are now, is I was talking to a colleague and I said, man, isn't it nice that on this round of global financial concern, right? for lack of a more politically correct way of saying what's going on with the COVID um, economy. Isn't it nice that housing this time isn't in the, isn't the forefront of it? Like, isn't it nice that us realtors aren't the ones that are being blamed or lenders aren't the ones that are being blamed for what's happening in the economy this time. And I don't want to take anything away from the fact that COVID is ill. It's just nice from a personally, selfishly, when I introduce myself to people and I tell them that I'm a real estate agent, I don't have that look in their eye like you're the reason why the economy is bad, right? We're not the reason. We're not time. the reason. And when I was talking to somebody about that, their response to me was, actually, I think housing is going to be what pulls us out of it this time. Real estate will pull us out of it because-
1: strength Strengthened housing that exists. Yes. yes. Right. So I think we should talk about the factors- Uh, to help them give them talking points to talk to their sphere about um i mean the the first one is um
0: in an odd way because in
1: 2016 i felt that demand
2: was uh, so 2016 being let's look at the last few presidential election years you're we're
1: in the same idea all right yep so we're looking at the last presidential election it's funny because when you look at the numbers we ended up going up about 5% from August 2016 to December 2016 which
2: oh, the home the, the average home, sales price per square foot appreciated 5.7% right. from August to December right. of that year.
1: And for those that don't follow stats that actually happens most years because uh, less expensive houses sell in the summertime so the average price goes down and then as the as winter the, visitors, winter come, visitors back. come back in those higher price sales get priced in and it looks like there's more appreciation than there is but either way it didn't go down it went up right because if it was real bad it was clear we saw it during the the last recession prices can go down it's not it went up five percent so still pretty good um, and the key point though is we had 20,000 homes on the market at that time frame so do you we, remember
2: what we were selling
1: monthly well, with that year we sold 8, 87,000 homes in 2016 off the top of my head. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. So if you divide that by 12, 12 goes into 84, eight times. No, it goes into seven times. So seven and a half, seven. Around 7,000 homes a month. 7,000 we a month. Right. right. So if you take seven, so we have three months, we're going to go round it up to three months supply. Three
2: months of inventory, right? And that was in 2016 at the last presidential election when we appreciated 5.7 percent from August to December, right? Okay, correct. Yeah. So let's go before that. Let's okay. go 2012.
1: Right. So 2012, the biggest difference in 2012 was, I mean, two things. One, we 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 were re-electing a president that people were happy with, the incumbent. In 16, anyway, yeah, the, not the, the everybody. 16, there's a come on. Well, Nobody. No, no one's ever happy, happy. right? Yes. Well, I mean, the the reality is is usually the president wins by one or 2%. So it's statistically half the country is always pissed off, right? Like, cause it's just whether you win or they win and it doesn't matter anyway. So we shouldn't be paying attention, but the, um, we had in 2012, right? That year we sold 95,000 homes. So now we're selling 8,000 a month and we had, it was, uh, at the time, I think there was 13 or 14,000 homes on the marketplace. So we had one and a half months of supply. And that year, from August
2: to, de-
1: to December, same period of time, we went up 10%. Right. From like
2: 98 bucks a foot to 109, 109. bucks a foot. Right. In the same year, in 2012, presidential election year, yes. it went up with, with inventory that was lower lower than 2016 right a lot lower right? so supply and demand was it was two th- the, the su- in 27 in 2012 supply and demand was closer to what it is now than
1: it was in 2016 yes it okay. is, the word is closer is a good word i would say it's half the supply is currently half of what it was when it went up
2: 10% so in 20 so our supply currently is half of what it was in 2012 and our demand is now more than what it was. Yeah,
0: in I don't know what the
1: current number. Anybody that wants to chime in, the current, the the lowest number I saw this week was a seven nine four three or something like that. Homes for sale Act- in MLS, in not MLS. just Maricopa County. Like in uh, Like it was an MLS number. What is what is
2: current active in MLS? Does is anybody
1: out there looking?
2: I see Deidre.
1: Hi Deidre. Hi, Deidre. Good Deidre. to see you. Can you help us? Thanks for being brave Brenda, and turning your you video us, camera does on. Does anyone know what the if, if you're in front of your computer and you know what the Current listed number, even if it's eighty-three or eighty-two or eighty-one. Anyone following along? Mister Dykstra, how are you? Welcome aboard. Do you know how many homes are active on MLS right now? Good to see you, Pete. All right. So, but to me, so statistically, because last month we sold ten thousand five hundred. What's the number? Who we saw? We got a chat. Yeah, it
0: looks like a typo. That says S eight thousand twenty nine.
2: 8,029. Okay,
0: Okay. so when I posted that,
2: Deidre. No, no, that was Brian. Brian, thank you, Brian, for the number. And
0: then Deidre just posted 8,030.
1: 8,030. It went up It's climbing. It's going up. (laughs) Must be increasing. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, the funny thing is whenever you increase a number from a really low number, the percentage goes way up. So then it looks like it's greater than it is. But the reality is, is that even if we slowed demand, which was at 10.5, down but to 9.5. So 10,500 homes closed last month in MLS. Right. Let's You're say saying that, if that went down to 9,500? Let's say that the the negative news that's in the marketplace, because that's what happens during an election, it makes people scared and it depresses demand. Now, that didn't happen in 16 and it didn't happen in 2012. So I, I hate the, but it, the news sounds pretty negative. So- I'm assuming there might be Yes Adam
0: you said Brian said single family detached is just over 6000.
1: Right. Got it. Crazy. Yes, <laughs> right? And in a city where there's 5 million people, right? Like
0: Yeah, low. Like
1: why is the world not talking about the real issues? And that is we have not built the Okay, so low lead, supply? Well, no, but let's talk about why we have low supply. I think that's what the audience is here is to give them cuz I mean because the negativity is strong out there that I think that now people got a full quiver of negativity, COVID, you know, civil unrest, uh, rioting, right. Presidential election. Like you gotta be ready. you got to have a quiver full of, of things. So first you're going to throw out yeah, like, we're thinking like Mike Tyson, right? We're going to throw out supply, but then we got to go, well, why? Cause I think when you tell people, when you source, what is the supply? Now you look like an expert and we want everybody in the audience to look at an expert. So the number one reason why we have low supply is what? Was that a poll the
2: audience? Or poll we- the audience. Why do we have low supply? What do you guys think? And feel free to unmute your mic if you want to chat. Turn on your video camera if you'd like to share your smiling face with others.
0: D.J. says several leads I'm working with think that next year... Hey, I'll there's go.
2: Brian. Thanks for joining hey. Brian. Yeah. Hey. several leads that I'm working with.
0: I think that next year we will have a crash because of all the people out of work and they will be in foreclosure. Ooh, oh.
2: good one. Good one. So I love that. I love that. I'm going to plug Tina Tambor because I was on a meeting with her. We were on the Phoenix Association of Realtors nominating committee for the new board of directors and we were on um, Tuesday afternoon. That... Same conversation came up where there was a gentleman on the, on the same committee and he said, the wave of foreclosures that's coming is going to be blank. And then uh, another, another gentleman on the same committee said, you know, I still have my account with the bank. I still have my ins with the banks and I just want you to know that the banks are doing, are taking no new realtor application, no new realtor partnerships. Like the banks have zero movement on preparing for so a wave of defending foreclosures. His position? No, like, the other guy was not defending his position. No. He was saying if they, if this wave of foreclosures is coming, there's the banks are doing nothing to prepare for it. And then Tina came back and said, you know, at the peak, at the worst, the foreclosure notices at the worst, how, many, how, many, how good is your memory, Jeff? Or we could poll the audience. What do you think the number of foreclosure notices, the monthly number of foreclosure notices peaked at in the worst? 10,204. Well, it was 11,000 is what Tina said. Oh, so man. you were close. Oh, you were close. Shit. What do you, how many foreclosure notices do you think came out last month? 1,200. Any other, number, any other guesses from the audience? Besides Adam, our new studio runner. Thank you, Adam. Runner, what do we call him? Our sound man, yes. our Zoom yes. wizard, producer. Our producer. Our producer, our, our producer
1: Adam, Adam wants to Adam throw out a number. Our producer Adam, Adam knows Andy, the number. the
0: audience got a
2: number? What do you think? How many notices of foreclosure last month, July? What's a guess? Lisa? Oh, hold on. Yep, 84. Jeff Siba. 84, Jeff guessed 1,200. He was only off by 1116, yeah. (laughs) 84, so she was just debunking the idea that there's any indication that it's coming, even though that's something that is talked about greatly in the marketplace. It kind of reminds me of the shadow inventory conversations that we used to have. So are you, is Marisa gonna run that for you?
0: I'm gonna ask him.
2: Okay, so that we can keep going? Yes. Great. Yes, Adam.
0: Lisa Dane said that she thinks people are scared to move.
2: People are scared to me. Oh, so we're talking about reasons why inventory is low. I think that COVID is a valid reason of why inventory is low, because uh, despite what, despite how quickly we can sell homes in this marketplace, despite how few people you can have through your property in order to get offers in today's marketplace, people still feel sellers still feel that when they put their home for sale, there's going to be too much traffic that goes through their property for their comfort level of COVID. Right. Instead, let me just wait. I can just wait six months. Let's kind of ride this COVID thing out, see what happens with COVID, with the presidential election, with whatever. And and wait. And um, I think that's absolutely accurate. There's there's others though. There's others. What other ideas of why inventory is as low as it is? Yeah,
0: Adam. Interest rates are very low, so buyers are able to buy houses they want.
2: Um Okay. I'm so the houses
0: that go on the market are selling fast. There's
2: not a lot of so, so you're talking about demand being high. Right. Yes. I think interest rates is one of the reasons why demand is as high as it is, but I see that Brian unmuted his mic, so I want to hear his answer. Yeah, I, I've I've been uh working with
0: several clients that want to sell their home, but they're not interested in selling or don't want they're hesitant to sell it until they find something they can move into, and that's there's no
2: inventory for them to find that new house. Yeah, I agree with that. Even people It's the find where I'm going to go because I know my house is going to sell quickly, right? Where in the past you listed your house thinking it was going to take 90 days, 120 days in order for the transaction to happen. Somewhere to go Fair. I think that that's fair, but why, why is the inventory as low as it is? One of the answers Jeff Seabach is that he likes to go to is the length of time. What's the average length of time people are staying in their homes. It used to be,
1: come we cope with a one, two, or three? This is the first reason why supply is low. Nobody no. had the answer? No, no, no,
2: no. One was, one is COVID. No,
0: oh, that's not. Oh, why sorry. Two, two
2: is COVID. I believe, and I'm not going to let you tell me that that she is she not a to to reason.
0: Another one. She says, oh. sellers not needing to move because they have refied and like their paint, not willing to move and experience the house. Okay. All right. Oh. Wait, hold on a
2: second. Wait
1: wait what
2: was Before the number are we one? have a deb- Let's rewind this back. What was the number one reason that somebody threw out on why inventory was low?
0: Was.
2: Because of the four upcoming foreclosures. It was, yeah. Said
0: because of the
2: crash and foreclosures. Okay. It, All right. There's, no, there's less homes. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Can I give the answer? Yeah. What's, what's okay, your good deal? All right.
1: So number one is... Um, Popula- well, actually, number one is we have not built enough houses to keep up with the
2: population. Oh, the 26% population growth with the 17% housing growth. Right. Those right. numbers are out of whack.
1: Right, right. right. So, so when, I, when I first got into business in 03, 04, or 05, we were building about 100,000 homes a year. And right now we're building about fifty to 60,000. So we're statistically not building enough houses to – because what happens is is essentially we have to look at it like, um, you know, just there's a house and then is the house empty or not? Because in 2005, why we crashed is all the houses were empty, okay? But because we do not have enough houses for with, no all, equity. With, all, with no equity for all the people moving into the city – right? Because there's not, it, I mean, the number, the reason for this is that rents are rising. And Adam, our producer, why do rents rise? Because there's not enough houses for people to buy right now. To rent. No, there's not. Supply and supply demand. Supply and demand, right? There's not, enough, there's not enough houses to rent. So the people can raise the price because they know they can rent it for more. Because rental rates have risen by, what do you want to guess, Pete Aisha. In the last four years, how much have rental rates increased? Lieber, Jen Stone, Judy, anyone?
2: In the last four years, I think they went from eighty cents a foot to a buck thirty a foot to a buck oh five.
1: Yeah, so they're they're, up, but, they're but they're up thirty five percent. Rental prices are up thirty five percent. So that indicates that there's not enough houses, right that is one indication of because there's not enough available houses to rent that tells me that all the houses are full right because when you list a house right when we re- we get I just listed the house in Greyhawk I had how many offers at least four probably
0: ten showings in the first
1: day right for rent for rent yeah for rent and not was it cheap forty two hundred a month and I had four offers. Yes. Four offers. First day. Rents are strong, right? So that is, so um, that is demonstration that there's not enough homes to rent. Okay. So the, so why is inventory low? Why? Because the, that is pent up demand because there's not enough. If if you can't buy a house, you have to what? Rent a house. Rent a house. So why is inventory low? I'm not getting inventory that. is low is because we've not built enough houses okay got it right number one number not one built enough houses not built enough All yes right. number two there's a gentleman from if you're looking to source this other than me um, in my deep deep research there was a guy from I think it was first American their national economist that he mentioned it in 2017 and he gave it you mean yes yeah. so I, I had this idea as well because I was like they're just not building enough houses but not built enough homes. Right, it, because as what it is is we're gaining. So number two is population's rising. So because um, population is rising, right? We're net new a hundred thousand people a month, right? Yeah. So yeah, I mean, population? the number one state yeah, that people move here is enough. from California. No, well, I like to debate you, Jesse. Okay, sixty percent of people that move here want to own a home.
2: Population rising, though. So you're saying that because demand is greater, inventory is low.
1: Yes. Well, no, but here's what, actually what it is, is the, the in 11, 12 and 13 investors bought houses cash. Well, guess what happened when you were renting a house for eighty eight hundred $800 a month, and now you can rent it for 1100 a month. Are you looking you to keep sell it. it?
0: You keep No, it you're, you're
1: filled. Yes. Yeah. Right. So all of the houses that were that BlackRock bought and that Goldman Sachs bought and all these that came in, that's what we're going to call the smart money. They were renting, they renting those houses. They removed that supply. VRBOs came in, removed the supply. Now we've seen some of the VRBOs sell, but because the VRBOs can go to the rental market and lease it, they can at least lease it that way because we don't have enough homes to lease, right? So um, yes, also, if you can't sell your house, you just lease it. And because rental prices are now higher, like, because in 2007, when I bought a house and I went to lease it because interest rates were six and a half percent, now they're three and a half. Interest rates are low, right? Three.
2: Yeah. To Deidre's
1: comment, right? When Deidre said people
2: are refinancing and they like their payment. The other thing that people can do is refinance and then lock that loan but They loan refinance
1: because they want to move, but they can't, but they can at least refinance to They'd make it easier. They'd rather fix up their house. Right. Well, let, let no, me just... Well, there's no houses for sale, right? right? So there's 7,900. Well, right. So I'm going to invest in my own. But the the what is normally number two, but we gave two more answers, right? We had population and we had interest rates. I'm going to give it as number four. The one when it hasn't been mentioned yet, people are living in their house longer. That's what Deidre said, but that is the stat. So in 2005, people lived in their house 5.2 years, according to NAR, Now it's 13.8 years, right? You know what, it's, but I mean, I used to use the words, uh, they're frozen, but now they're not frozen anymore anymore because the prices have risen, but they're just, you know, what happens, the the longer you stay in the house, you just stay, right? Like why move, right? right. Like, I mean, the thing is, is, I mean, I know this when I go to sell, the typically the wife wants to move more than the husband the husband as if like if if you don't have if he doesn't have to leave his rock he's good
2: yeah so you're talking about in you're talking about supply 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 this conversation is about how the presidential election is going to affect property values and you keep talking about supply because that's the answer no, it, no 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 that's the that supply and demand actually has a greater impact on property values than the presidential election yes the presidential election the and la- the last presidential election and the presidential election before that were geared, what happened during those marketplaces was more geared towards what supply and what demand was at the time than the fact there was a presidential hey, election. You
1: know what? I don't know if you noticed, but news channels, emails, uh, radio stations like to talk about the negative issues and concerns. But the reality is, is Why do we have a record month in July? Obviously, the world's not as bad. Like, how could we have a record month if if things were really that bad? Why could 10,000 people go, I want to buy a house when there's only 8,000 available? Like, that's crazy. Like, we should be selling 12,000 homes or 13,000 if we had the right amount of supply. But we don't. It's the interest rates. I mean, I don't know. Yeah.
2: Interesting. All right. What do you guys think? What questions do you guys have out there? I see a couple of chats. Are you reading chats? You're good there. All right, Mauricio. I've got another question, but I want to see
1: what, let's
2: pull the audience.
1: Brian, you got a question. Nancy, you got a question. Tim, you got a question. I have a question. All right.
2: I want to know other questions. My question is,
1: I want to know if, uh, Mr. Oh, I see Pete. Hold on. Pete's unmuted. Okay. Pete. Oh my God. I woke up. (laughs) (laughs)
0: my question is what's the difference going to be whether trump stays in or trump takes a vacation what's oh. the impact going to be on housing then
1: oh.
2: that's a great
1: question nice yeah um i think that the media is going to tell you that either way we're screwed <laughs> 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 but I actually think it. Uh, Here is what interest is, rates is, rise faster if the Democrats win. I actually don't believe. Like I, I have been on the interest rate train so long that I'm time. It's time You're, to get it off, right? Because they just I get, on Yeah, because like I remember the CNBC, and we'll get we'll get the deep <clears throat> question because that's a good valid question. Yeah, right. But in in 2011, they were like interest rates are going <laughs> to rise. We're not like that drum has beat for 10 years in a row that interest rates have to go up because they used to be higher. Okay. But I think that the reason, I think that the reasons that I gave that there's not enough homes built, that there's not enough, there's more population. I still think people are going to be moving here from California and from colder States. I think that interest rates are going to remain low. I do not think interest rates can and will rise during a election cycle i mean it might almost
2: up. so in 2008 that's when we went from a republican to a democrat right yeah in 2009 that mark i mean obviously that was the, that was we're getting back into the crazy times of yeah, it yeah, already yeah. went up and down so it's hard Extremist. to compare yeah it's hard to compare to those years right so when we look at a at the at the party transfer then we have to fast forward to last year I, I, yeah. to the last election which was 2016 the party transferred and the what an- happened? To the, the, the answer is is
1: i think there's going to be greater unrest if we change parties, I think there's gonna be, I think More that, people selling, I, our
2: inventory might rise, which
1: isn't a bad thing. No, yes, I think that it's, um, I think that realtors are gonna make more money if if we change parties, because then there's gonna, there's been, I believe there's gonna be more people that think it's gonna get worse, that like, cause to me, if nothing changes, you didn't sell over the last. No, it's like, just like being
2: at a dance, Jeff. When the music, key, when the song is on, you don't leave in the middle of the song, right? But when the song ends, yeah.
1: Because 2016 when you to was not as good. The market was a little sloppy because we changed parties. I think a change party is actually, uh, you know, um, could I, be healthy for our real estate. I market. think that honestly, if the, the the candidate that the Democrats have put out there, that the there should be great concern if he gets into office. I mean, yeah, but let's
2: talk about that because this is a real estate market What's going to happen in our real estate market? The reality is, we could double our supply. Yes, we and could- we could reduce our demand by thirty percent, and fall back into the what three to five percent depreciation year over year
1: which would be good for us exactly right like it would don't get me wrong it would be hard on us because the conversation would change drastically and there'd be a lot of unrest the momentum is what's dangerous the right mo- yes the momentum shift but i mean you know uh, i think the greater impact is if if is more of if if the real if the stock market stops performing is where i think that like that mm-hmm. those like to me i don't look at presidential elections really having that much of an effect at all like to me i think it's an over it's the media just doesn't have it there's there's 17 news stations now we don't have that much news they have to look for something to and i don't think that the presidential election actually really affects it it's the congress change okay right like it's the lawmakers right like to me the lawmakers need to relook at the laws in building so to me pete i think it's going to be worse if trump if we change parties um I mean, because I think if 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 we stay the course, we're looking at twenty percent appreciation between now and next year at this time. So, um, you know, if it That's gets crazy. worse, it gets twelve like percent.
2: But those are scary numbers, right? Twenty
1: um, well, percent, scary numbers.
2: But, we're twelve percent year over year last month. But in we're the still, we,
1: we, But we have not reached the. We were more extended in two thousand five away from the inflation number than we are currently. At that point, we're, we're gonna be, you know, it, in two years, if we get, we're gonna have double-digit inflation, or not, inf- appreciation, so if you haven't bought a house, buy one now, um, or two, or six, because prices are gonna rise, for the next, no matter, I mean, absent a, bl- a black swan, war-like, you know, somebody hitting the towers, or... I mean, COVID was a little bit of a black swan, it that, was that, that was a media
2: black swan. Uh, dude! Fair, there's school. Fair enough, but my school's out. I can't like, help. We, it in, that we they didn't visit, have people they, in our office. Right, we didn't.
1: We couldn't they, work. That's not a normal
0: event. That's not a normal. If you event. can
1: tell people they can take off from work, do you think they're gonna take off from work? <laughs> I, I don't want my kids off of school. I want my kids in school. Yeah, I mean. Statistically, less than 1% of the people were really affected. I mean, it is a, you know what?
2: All right, let I, me switch the conversation. So, where do you think the um, fix for low supply is going to come from?
1: That's a good answer. To me, I think it's. Thank I, you.
2: Now, give me my question.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I think that the fix is rising prices, right? I think that well, we have rising prices and we still, have no, 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 no. We need to get the people. Cause the thing is, is there's still, that's a,
2: that's the office. Sorry. Okay.
1: I think that the, um, as prices rise, supply will rise gradually. I don't, I, to me, there's, I don't prices see, has, I know it's really boring. It, no, it? no, no, no. When they rise 20 to 30%, cause what it is, is the, Baby boomer generation is living longer and staying longer. And at some point, they're, you know, once they, when you see this capitulation and prices rise, that's going to be enough to be like, I should sell. Right? I, as soon as we, uh, you know, there, it, I, I I would I have ha- a different, I have a guess. I think of I hope. I think that if we have a good government in two years, they're going to have to raise interest rates to stop demand and that's gonna that's when we're gonna see the the turn of the marketplace at what
2: point do you think that the commercial office space vacancy rates come out to show the effect that now working at home has because i think that as more people are working from home the commercial you know the office brokers the commercial lease office brokers is a a tough gig right now is my assumption, but I don't know. I haven't seen any numbers reported on that, but I feel like all of the commercial space, we're going to see more. We're going to see a higher number, a greater conversion rate of commercial space into residential space than we've seen in a long time In a long time. That's my, that's my guess. You can put it on here.
1: So you're saying commercial space will, will,
2: will be converted to residential because it's going to be vacant.
1: That's one of the better arguments I've heard. I mean, that makes sense.
2: That's where I'm at. Like, when I go, when you You're go saying back, apartment parts,
1: buildings? I'm saying apartment, yeah, office structures to residential.
2: Like, when it's not when, zoned that way, I understand. Yep, there's things that have to happen. But
1: when you go back east and you look at the like, Scottsdale has like laws that would have to be changed to make that happen. You can't, C-Bach, I don't think it's going to be quick. But look the at question, one,
2: one Lexington,
0: one Lexington was an office building that got
1: converted to residential. You
0: because can't tell the me, zoning was
1: correct.
2: That's
0: yeah.
1: a,
2: because, the, or the zoning was corrected.
0: Brian says rising prices will keep the first-time home buyer out of play. They're typically the largest piece of the buying
2: pie. Wow, I wonder how, what percentage of buyers, first-time home buyers, are in our marketplace. That's a, I'm interested in what that number is. And well, actually, you,
1: the thing, is- actually, that's a good question. But in a hot market,
2: guess who's not buying? First-time home buyers. Right, because they're getting bid out. Yeah, right? but if I, but if I can. If you come to me and if I'm paying a thousand dollars a month in rent, and you come to me and say now you're going to have to pay thirteen hundred dollars a month in rent,
1: I want to go buy. I don't have this answer. I don't. Yeah. I, to me, I, 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 there's nothing that I. To me, I'm on an eighteen to twenty-four month plane in my predictability scale, and I've I've successfully predicted the market ten years in a row now, direction within two to two to two to three two percent. To Direction and amount. Yeah. So I think I'm accurate within eighteen twenty four months. I don't, you know,
2: beyond that, who knows? Right. So what's going to happen? So absent
1: Black Swan. Yes.
2: Right. So in eighteen to twenty four months, a hundred thousand dollar house today is going to be worth how much? A hundred
1: twenty to one hundred twenty five to one hundred thirty thousand. Thirty percent over two years. Uh huh.
2: Crazy, right? Because supply and demand is so out of whack right now.
1: Yeah. The uh, I mean. Uh, I, either they're gonna have to, you know, put a wall up around Arizona, stop people from coming, to <laughs> <laughs> or take a wall
2: down. Wait, so can, can Ducey get, build a wall? Hold on. <laughs> How can, great with that. Can yeah. we take a wall down so
1: that we can get more labor to well, help us build the houses that got shut off? I mean, the thing is, is you know, I had a client that's considering that's selling his houses because California is rent controlling. Like if you, if there's any louder thing than rent control, it's because they're not building enough houses all over the U.S. There's 17 cities that are having a supply problem. Why is there nobody talking about this?
0: This is ridiculous.
1: You're talking about 17 cities in the Valley or 17 no, cities around the I'm country? I'm talking about 17 metropolitan San Diego. Areas. I'm, talking, 17, right, metropolitan I'm talking about Cleveland, Ohio. I'm talking about Tampa Bay, Florida. I'm talking about Atlanta. I'm talking, I mean, like 17 major marketplaces that are having supply problems. Um, Got That's it. why I don't know how they're going to, I mean, to me, they have to keep interest rates low to help the new home buyers because they can't, they have to, to try and help those people. That's why I think interest rates are going to remain low.
2: I appreciate you guys coming in today to chat with us about this conversation. I'd love to hear more of your questions around this and what your predictions are. This is obviously timely right now.
1: So um, I have to this, ask Mr. Singh a question. Did yes. you win your listing appointment? He reached out to me for advice on his listing appointment.
0: Uh no I did not.
1: Oh Damn. man, so your advice sucks. How did it but, go?
0: <laughs> but it was just a it was just a crazy situation because the guy he, his uh, property was expired for like over a thousand days and he never got a single offer. And as soon as he walked in there, he just started talking and he he wasn't even like down to like uh us us like having a conversation with him. And his his home was like uh his, his home was like a Japanese home. And like, he's like so caught up in these details and how his home is like so special. So it was such an extreme example. Yeah. So the, he's looking for the perfect
1: buyer. Uh, per- yeah. There's a thing that for that guy, um, I call perfect buyer scenario, right? Like you can get that price. It should have had, we should have that conversation before, right? Like, but that situation is when you can't win. So it's okay to lose that, but it's, it's always good to have the experience, but there were some, I mean, I uh, to give you to make you feel good. I went out on a listing appointment out in New River, and th-
2: which is like the north side of Phoenix, is north of Anthem, north of the North Cities, right? Yeah. New River is the northern edge of the. I battle. mean,
1: usually those people are underwater in their house, and they need that number. It, they don't say that, but that's where it is. And I had to leave the appointment because we were fifteen minutes in. And the lady kept cutting me off. I'm sure that's what was happening, Mr. Singh. Is they were cutting? I mean, like where they just want to, they want to tell you how to do your job. And unfortunately, um, I I just left. So. Dude, I, didn't even, I, I,
0: I did not even have a chance to say hi as soon as we walked in. The guy just jumped right on us. With me and my mentor, he's like, "Okay, let me tell you about our house." And it just never stopped for like an hour.
1: Yeah, you're like, yeah. you know, I got eyes, right? Like, like. I laugh at people like, I'm a realtor. I go in houses every day. You don't, you, you got to tell me about your, if you, if somebody has to tell you about their house. (laughs)
2: Yeah. And as real estate agents, let's please get rid of the line. And this is the kitchen.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Right. The kitchen's the one with the refrigerator. (laughs) (sighs) they know that uh, living room dining room no it's the first house they've ever been in in their lives right so all right right. so let's wrap it up
2: how is the 2020 election going to affect the home values in our marketplace it's not what is going to affect it is the supply and demand so if people are asking you about the election i would what i do is take them to supply and demand because those are things that we can actually discuss that we actually have facts about
1: can we talk about that? You think it was COVID that caused the supply to be low? Like, the supply-
2: no, I think that COVID is one of the reasons why supply is as low as it is. I still do, and you're not going to convince me otherwise. So, no reason to waste the air. Okay, good.
0: All right. <laughs> hey, see ya. Thank you. Have a good day.